Republican. It's the Bill King Show. Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock! That's what we call a sack lunch! I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. got a new contract and it's going to average eight million a year and i know you just commented on twitter about that tj but your thoughts yeah i mean i think mike norvell's the best coach in the state and he's being paid like it right now so uh, you know i think uh you know he he bet on himself and he took a lower contract and then he had covid and he had all this other stuff come through and you know proof's kind of in the pudding right now and, and florida state's certainly in the best position um of the three major schools, and then, of course, anybody else. And so, yeah, I think that it's, it's well-deserved. It sends a message that Florida State is here to, to play big boy football, and, you know, he makes slightly more than Mario Cristobal now and, you know, about a million in, in change more than Billy Napier. So I think it sends a message that Florida State's here to, to invest what they need to play at the highest level. I believe it also made him the 10th highest-paid coach in college football, and so, yeah, Florida State sees themselves as a top-ten program um, annually. That's where they want to get back to. That's where they want to compete, and so I think to do that, you've got to pay like that, and so um, I think it was well-deserved. I, you know, I talked about this yesterday, but, Bill, when's the last time you remember a coach taking over the absolute dumpster fire that Florida State was and really turning it around 180 degrees in two years, right? I think that that's pretty understated. And, you know, you look at other coaches that have taken over bad situations, and then they, they aren't able to turn it around. And we don't really blame them. We just say, like, ah, yeah, you know, you, you went into a bad situation, and, and, and they really just couldn't pull themselves up. You know, you, you think about Scott Frost. You think about other, other guys that have done that, too. Florida State was the absolute laughing stock of college football just two and a half years ago. And so this – you know, I think it's pretty rare that a guy is able to turn it around completely to where now Florida State has national championship odds next year. And I'm not saying they win it, but they're going to be favored to win the ACC next year or just slightly behind Clemson. So, yeah, I think he's worth every penny for sure. And so good good stuff yesterday from FSU. He was making $4.5 million, so they almost doubled that, which four point five is a bargain if he's winning 10 games. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and like you said, well, well deserved, right? You look at the coaches that win ten games; he's now in that category, and he's being paid like it for sure. So, uh, a nice little, a nice little bump for the Norvell family. You just mentioned how he took a very messy, needed lots of love situation and has turned it. Here's another little side item, not an original thought, but he's done it without recruiting rankings as well. That's amazing. 
Yeah, and also somewhat unconventional, somewhat unheard of. I think that Mike Norvell was somewhat fortunate that the you know the transfer portal's always or not always been around, but been around for a few years. But I think he was somewhat fortunate in the fact that the transfer portal, in its newness in its new form, really coincided with when he got to Tallahassee, and so he had the option to really build through the portal and get college-ready guys. The reason most turnarounds take forever and they don't get off the ground is because, you know, what, what do coaches do? Then? Well, they come in and recruit a massive first class of 25-plus guys, and then they try and do that again. It just takes time to get those guys ready. You recruit out of the portal to start, you can get the roster flipped more quickly. The guys that want to be in Tallahassee already have college-type bodies, already have made an impact. You pick up guys from SEC-level programs, like Fabian Lovett, Jamie Robinson, Jermaine Johnson, and you can really make a lot of noise and turn things around more quickly. And so I think that he was smart, he was innovative, and he really used a new tool that others didn't take advantage of to turn the program around. Now, there's a huge debate on can you win championships out of the portal, can you do this without recruiting rankings? I don't know. That's to be seen. It's hard to say one way or the other, because the portal's only really existed the way we know it for a few years, right? And so I don't know what the final answer to that is, but I do know that you can absolutely turn a program around and flip your roster with college-ready guys. You can't do that in a year or two with recruiting rankings. But those guys take time to develop. You're only hitting on about 50 to 60% of them anyway, so it takes a little more time. So he was certainly innovative. It took advantage of something that nobody else really had taken advantage of like that, like he has. Other guys have done well in the portal. That's not a shot at anybody else. But as far as flipping a roster, pretty impressive that what he was able to do with it. No Kev up in Chicago. Ask TJ if Miami grants the NLI release of the four-star cornerback. And is Florida State in consideration for that kid? You know, I haven't done a ton of digging there. I, you know, as far as Florida State being involved, um, I know that there have been some whispers of that, some rumors of that. I, I just haven't done a ton of digging. I think they'll grant it just because it's such a bad PR move of Stone at this point. Like, what are you going to do, hold the kid hostage for six months and he just transfers in the fall anyway? I, I don't know. I mean, you're trying to flip culture if you're down there in Miami, which is absolutely terrible right now. Um, and so I think that, you know, do you really want the kid around the rest of the program if he doesn't want to be there for that? So, I mean, I would imagine they granted. I, you know, I think that, you know, you're kind of dumb not to, especially for a kid that hasn't done anything on campus yet. You know, I think you just kind of let him go and keep him away from, you know, the rest of the, rest of the um, you know, young recruits and the rest of the roster and stuff like that. I don't know. I, you know, I, I really haven't dug at all on, on Florida State there. Um, so we'll see. I mean, he couldn't come in until late spring, you know, late spring, summer anyway. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, as far as Miami granting it, I, you know, if they don't, I, I think that's not a really good look for Mario Cristobal. I, not that they, you know, and then bigger picture, not that they really should. Like, once you sign that, like, you should stay committed, right? And I think that's kind of a, a, a big problem just with society in general today. I'm not even blaming kids. But you should stay committed to your NLI unless something, like, really, really big comes up, kind of like the Rashada situation. But I think with PR and the way that everything is viewed now, Miami should just let him out of it for sure. Marty in Jacksonville. And, Marty, I got to tell you, I'm not sure I understand your question. Maybe TJ will. 
Ask TJ if he thinks Alabama-Georgia series will be played due to the SEC going to nine games. And I don't even know okay. if he's What's he mean by that? Yeah, so Florida State has a series schedule with both both teams. Home and homes, which are really exciting. I kind of hate the oh. fact that this LSU one is um, in New Orleans and Orlando. But there's some some talks, some rumors that because the SEC is leaning toward a nine-game schedule, that those games won't happen. I don't know. I, I've heard that rumor. I've heard people talk about that, that they don't think that would happen. I really don't know why. And I know that I don't, I'm going to get some, some hate tweets from this. But I really don't know why you would take those games off your schedule if you were Alabama or Georgia, because obviously you have your out-of-conference rivalry game if you're Georgia with Georgia Tech. But I think you, you've got your nine games, then you've got Georgia Tech and Florida State. That's 11, and then you get one cupcake. I don't really see why you would take Florida State off of your schedule at that point unless Florida State was in the SEC at that point. Then I think, you know, it, it, it makes sense, right, if conference realignment goes further. So I, I don't – it doesn't make a lot of sense to me why Georgia or Alabama would take FSU off the schedule. I mean, you know, I mean, that's the class of the SEC anyway. I know that the SEC is the best, and we have this idea that, you know, oh, man, every week is uh, – is an absolute gauntlet, but it's really not. I, you know, that, that, that sounds cute and that sounds fun to say, but, you know, Alabama adding Vandy to their schedules doesn't make it any tougher. So I think that, um, you know, you, 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 you should leave those games. I think the, the fans would really enjoy that. But I've heard that rumor, and so I don't, I don't really know what would happen with it, but I hope they don't get canceled. Yeah, we don't even know what those schedules look like. And so I thought he was wanting to know <laughs> – I wasn't even thinking about Florida State in that with that question. I thought he was wanting to know, do you think with nine games and then Texas and Oklahoma coming that Georgia and Alabama just won't match up anymore? I had no idea that's what he wanted there. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's rumors that the home-and-home home would get canceled if they right. go to the nine-game schedule, which, again, I you've got, you've got three out-of-conference games that you can play with a nine-game schedule. So why not? leave those games in, I, I think it'd be pretty fun. So, we'll see. That would be interesting. Do you think by the time and, – and as of right now, it's still Oklahoma and Texas coming in 25. There's, I'm sure there's always something that could happen, but it doesn't seem to be inevitable yet that they get to the SEC early with a big buyout and all that. So, 2025 is when they will arrive – you think Florida State will have other options by then? Yeah, I, I would think you'll hear something by then on what what's going to happen with Florida State. I think Florida State has done a lot of um, almost like sneaky campaigning for themselves to to kind of show what kind of brand they are. There were, you know, they they did a little bit of campaigning this week and saying that you know over the college football playoff, Florida State has had more eyes on it in the ACC than anyone else. Even though Clemson has really dominated the conference, Florida State has had more viewers watch their games than, than Clemson has, right? And so I think that even though Clemson's been the better team, Florida State's still the better brand. I think that them signing Mike Norvell to an SEC-like contract is also signaling to the to the SEC and the Big Ten, hey, we're, we're playing big boy football here. We're all in. We're invested. We're ready for one of you guys to come snatch us. Who's it going to be? So I think there's some quiet politicking based, just based on the way that Florida State's running their athletic department right now that's telling the other conferences, hey, we're, we're back, 
and we're going to be Florida State. One of you guys come get us. And so I think in the next couple of years that will happen. I've got no inside information. I don't know if it's in a year, a month, three years. I, I've got no clue. But I do think that, honestly, by the time we get to that 2025, 2026, we'll know where FSU's headed by then. Do you think this Georgia juggernaut slows down over the next couple of years? I don't know. If you look at their schedule, Bill, I feel like, yeah. you know, I feel like Florida – I feel like if Florida State had uh, Georgia's schedule this year, they'd they go 12-0. You know, so, I don't know. It's not slowing down this year, that's for sure. Tell everybody how they get your content. Yeah, go to go go search Double Prize No Squaw everywhere, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever, and check us out. All right, man. See you next week. Thanks, buddy. Brian Driscoll next out.